Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. In today's episode, it's the holiday season. Jake is in search for a brilliant diamond. Chuck plays with Ray Ray. And Ice Rider gets no love. How are we doing today, Chuck? I'm doing all right. How's it going, Jake? Ah, uh, not too bad. Uh, you know, work's been kicking my butt. Uh, lots of Pokemon. Uh, but this weekend, it was not for, at least for me, it was not the TCG. I got distracted and I uh, uh, got the the new, or not new, or I guess the, the new old uh, Brilliant Diamond uh, for uh, the Switch and basically wasted my whole weekend playing that from start to almost finished. <laughs> so let's get, let's get Jake's honest take. How is, so you went Diamond. I went, I went diamond. Yes. How is it? It's pretty good. Uh, so I didn't play, uh, this is all like this, this generation, um, the start of this, it was like the first generation I kind of stopped playing Pokemon as a, as a kid or a young, a young teenager or whatever you want to say. And I was like too cool for Pokemon. Uh, so it was nice to kind of go back and play a game that I never actually got to play, which I know a lot of people loved this game. Uh, the original version so it was it was enjoyable since it was brand new experience for me that's cool i yeah. did i did not get it i am i am not a huge mainline game like bgc player mm-hmm. I, just, I mean uh, i mean the tcg is where it's at for me um but every so often i like to have a little bit of a uh, a break or or distraction uh, mm-hmm. and a little bit different side of the Pokemon. Um, and then also playing against some of these gym leaders and relating into the cards, uh, even though they're rotated now, it's still nice to go, uh, oh, there's a, a Volkner or or anything like that. Or, hey, hey there's Cynthia. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> I had a connection to them because of the TCG before the VGC. And I think that's the reverse for a lot of people. Yeah. So now you, <laughs> now you can place the, the trainer to the gym exactly uh so it was super fun um i i started off at the beginning and got all the way to the elite four uh before i ended the weekend um so i haven't quite beat beat it yet but uh, I'm, I'm right at the cusp of beating it i'm just leveling up some pokemon to try to take them all out with one try so i'm sure everyone's got to know who'd you pick oh i went piplup <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know uh, Ryan loves his Turtwig, not a fan, and Chimchar, uh, kind of an ugly monkey to me, so I just went Piplup. <laughs> yeah, Piplup, uh, uh, it's been, I don't know a lot of people that like Chimchar, to be completely honest. Well, not... from the internet, there's a lot of good, or a lot of people did go for Chimchar, but yeah, I think this is like the one, um, the one generation where people kind of skip fire um i know fire is very popular in in most most cases but uh i think yeah most people skipped chimchar i think well i was gonna say i think piplup was the popular one out of this batch yeah it was for me it was for me for sure but enough about me what what about you what what have you been up to uh up to since last week um not not crazy too much craziness uh just work has been getting progressively busier and busier so it's taken a lot of my time, and then I've just been trying uh, new things out on Pokemon. Um, basically, trying to figure out where I can play Peony in as many <laughs> different decks to bring back abilities. 
um, now that I well, like the Exodia has unlocked the the thing from you. So yeah, um, I went back and put it in Rayquaza, and the deck runs a whole lot. Like, well, it, it runs just as smooth as it, smooth as it did before, but like it's not such a killer now that Path is when Path is in play. I can actually continue my mm -hmm. game plan. Well, I'm interested to see you play this um, at locals and and beyond, and see uh, if you can be the one that unlocks Rayquaza. <laughs> I hope so. Um, <laughs> I I also had an inkling today while I was at work because this is what I think about while I'm at work mm -hmm. is where where can I play? What kind of crazy deck ideas can I come up with next? Because well, we're gonna bring Rayquaza back, and I was like, well, you know, another Pokemon that likes abilities and they don't want them turned off. Maybe we put Peony in Eternatus and bring bring that back, and it's a Dark Attacker. Oh no! I, I no. loved where you were going with with this, <laughs> and then you said Eternatus again. Stop trying to make Eternatus work. It's not. I will. Good. I will constantly go back and try and make Pokemon work that don't need to be gone back to and make Pokemon work. But I'm sure someone will. I mean, Rayquaza at least has the potential of one shotting stuff. Eternatus just doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's been my uh, thing with Rayquaza now is getting to four. Like the, if I can like the consistency, I can get to four energies to actually do the one shot. Because now I can actually do my things. But now I find myself like, can I make sure consistently get to four energies on on Rayquazas to do one shots and not be a turn behind because I have to two shot. Yeah, sometimes so. Um, I'm one and I'm I managed to be one and oh in league, eked out a real close one. So in against Adam. So a good it. player. And and also to note last season you did all Rayquaza and you didn't do too well. I went uh, so two and eight. I two and eight. Like so two, you're already I, I won two games, I think. Uh you're yeah. already one oh, so you're uh, you're ahead of the pace. Yep. So I'm um, I'm trying to move on up. But For sure. enough about me. I think we both have some trivia games today. Yeah. Um, do you, how about you go? You go first. You ask first. I will ask first. I have a scenario that I want to play out for you. Yeah, yeah. You, so, you you kind of alluded to this scenario, uh, and I'm very nervous. Uh, it's been a long day, so and I might it, not it, get this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's your. It is your first turn, and you're going second. All right. Okay. This is this is your board. The ultimate question I want to have, I want us to answer is, what is the maximum amount of cards you should be able to see? Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, assuming there's no mulligans. Assuming there's no mulligans, and it's just your first turn, you're going second, and um, this is what you you have on your bench and in your hand. So on, you're playing Bolton. We're don't I'm, these are random cards it's not gotcha. a very good deck. Just, gotcha. just go with it bolton is in your active you're in and you want to electrify at the end of the turn obviously yes you have a, a cricket tune on your bench in your hand you have a crowbat v a quick ball a professor's research a marnie an escape rope an air balloon and one lightning energy i'm not going to remember all this but okay but you can ask uh, so so yeah so what you want to do is you want to put the air balloon on bolton first and foremost um attach the energy as well um obviously you say cricketune's already down so you want a quick ball to get a you said you already have a crowback correct yep so then you want a quick ball 
to get another bolt hunt to give yourself an electrify um, target. And so then what that what's that remaining? Uh, you that leaves got, you an escape rope, a Marnie, a professor's research, and a crowbar. Uh, well, you you quick ball the Marnie away because okay. um, yeah, that's gonna away. That's your quick ball. And then you say, okay, so then you say so that leaves you with a research, an escape rope, and a crowbat V. Well, okay, so if we're in, in, in as many cards as we can play, um, you probably escape rope before no, uh, no, I did that wrong. I did that 100% wrong. You put the balloon on the Krikatoon, you escape rope to put the Krikatoon up front. Uh, then you do everything I just said. Then you play the Crobat. And that will give you, uh, up, that'll give you a research and five random cards. Yep. And then. Well, no, because you have, a, you have, no, you e-roped. So you probably, have, yeah, yeah. Um, so that will give you a research and five random cards. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't go with what you would draw off uh, of that. Okay. Um, well, then, and then depending, let's just say you get garbage there, then you professors research that away. Um, and then hopefully get a couple, and then you hopefully get a couple quick balls or Pokemon search to fill up your bench, probably with um, some Flaffies, hopefully. Then you want a Krikatoon after you get rid of that to give yourself at least, let's just say one card off that. Um, and then all that being said, um, then you electrify for two and get your board site really set up. But I lost count of how many cards I played and or I'm supposed to have in my hand. So well, <laughs> a lot. You you played out the scenario as I thought best you could get max cards, which is uh, 13 to 14 or 13 to 17. Um, mm -hmm. The max you could get was five off the Crobat and seven from a research. And if you could use Krikatoon at one point in time, in there you could have up to four because you can't put them in the active yes so um i wasn't going to come up with like a top drop top draw scenario i felt like that would make it too long but you got it right so cool yay me <laughs> <laughs> just showing you how sweet sequencing works i actually yeah, sequencing works except you really threw me off with the whole cricket tune because i never play cricket tune because i think that card's garbage <laughs> well that's why i put it in there because it is um it can uh, give you areas you really don't need to use. You really don't need to go for it. Yeah. Uh, if you can't use it, the max you can see is 13 in general for sure. You yeah. Have to, depending on what you get you is whether you can use Krikatoon or not. For sure. And that's why I threw a Marnie in there too, just to see if you would try and use it. No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, that was a long drawn out scenario, but uh, no, it was fun. Sequencing, um, always, always a fun thing. Uh, I got one and I, I kind of had fun with this one last week with uh, the Pokemon attack name. So we're playing that game again. Um, name okay. that uh, Pokemon um, that the attack belongs to. Um, so I all I'm going to do is tell you the attack name and you have to guess the Pokemon. If you know what it does um, beyond that, and then you know, bonus points on you for that. Um, so they have the Pokemon. What's that? I have to name the Pokemon. You name, name the Pokemon to get it right and bonus points to tell me what the attack does. Okay. Um, so the attack name is Surging Flames. And this is a standard Pokemon. Standard legal. Oh, that's so many different fire Pokemon with that name of something 
flames uh without looking it up i am gonna go with volcarona v do, 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 do. Volcarona. <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> oh okay uh this is the one i can't remember exactly what it does but i think it's the one where you i don't remember the amount of damage i'll get that wrong yeah, so it does damage per x energy in your discard uh yeah so one in. fire energy this attack does 20 damage for each basic energy uh in your discard pile then shuffle them all back into your deck so really good and expanded currently um, with a lot of ways to get energies into the discard pile. Um, um, also good with Volcanion uh, on expanded. Then you're seeing this also with um, some standard play. I forget the Pokemon at the top of my head that you're seeing them discard this. Uh, was it amazing? Or no, it was just Kyogre, I think it was. Um, so you've, you see some niche play with the, yeah, with the card. That's where I think I remember seeing it because it doesn't yeah. have to be fire energy. No, it doesn't have to be fire energy, but it's it does basic energy. Yeah. And you it is that it was the the meme the meme Kyogre, mm. not an amazing Kyogre. Because you'd end up having a crap ton in the discard. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the only reason why I remember that card too. <laughs> well, that, there we go. I want to make it where it's it's doable to grab it, um, but still obscure enough where it's not just completely obvious. Not like I'm saying full blitz or something. You're like, yeah, pick a wrong. <laughs> G G Max one blow. <laughs> G Max one blow exactly. <laughs> All, All right. right, that was that was fun uh, though. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, you made me think on that one. Um. Now we get to do random card madness. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're going to go back to Fusion Strike again. So I got to remind everyone that Fusion Strike has 284 cards, which is ridiculous. There's a lot. Um, so we're going to generate our number here, and we're getting card number 71 in the collection of cards. That is Galarian Darumaka. Uh, number 71 here. Let me see what this guy does. 80 HP water Pokemon basic has a one water attack for reckless charge. Flip a coin. If tails, this Pokemon also does 10 damage to itself. And that was a 20 damage attack. Um, you're probably going to want to evolve that to Galarian Darmanitan. Mm -hmm. Stage one, uh, 130 HP uh, has... Watercolorless Powder Snow for 30 damage. Your opponent is now asleep. And uh, the Daruma Headbutt for 130. Water, water, colorless. If this Pokemon has any damage counters on it, this attack can be used for one water. Mm, um, how about you start with this one? I'm trying to absorb this. Uh, Dar All right. Uh, the Darmanitan, the Daruma Headbutt, is a decent attack to be completely honest with you because you can use it for one water you're gonna want to run something like um maybe like you this is like a chance a time where you actually put old cemetery in your own deck mm -hmm. and then you attach the water do the 20 damage counters and then you can actually hit with it for 130 but uh 130 is not a fun number you can't really boost in water that much. No. Um, fire is not prevalent, so this is not going to hit for a major weakness. 
it might be cool in maybe like a side format where you're running um single prizes only or like gym leader challenge yeah that might be to put in there because 130 would probably be enough for most single prize pokemon i mean it's not going to hit some of the stage twos but you can definitely easily take out some stage ones yeah everything you said there i agree with um old cemetery seems decent um there are other cards that can put damage counters on you um for that one uh you know one uh water energy for that but again 130 is not good numbers on most things so you're any prevalent things you're 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 two shotting and or three shotting while you only have 130 hp um i think there are better attackers as far as uh stage stage ones even stage twos or single prize decks um so yeah i think this is this is binder fodder unless maybe like you said gym leader challenge and you're playing water maybe has some utility yeah it's it's a cheeky format only it's binder fodder unless um it fits in one of those just because the math doesn't work out in single prizes you need to price rate effectively and 130 does not make that happen so i agree all right and that is another great edition of random card madness yeah and with that we've got the new turtwig talks the meta ladies and gentlemen trainers and pokemon alike you're listening to turtwig talks the meta this is your host ryan otherwise known as all right for gaming this week we have 15 tournaments to cover now to cut the chatter let's hop into the decks that made most top eights this week starting us off this week Letheon and Talion had seven top eights followed by Gengar with eight top eights Suicune Ludicolo with 12 top eights Mew Genesect with 21 top eights and last but not least Umbreon Urshifu taking the most top eights this week with 25 places and that's it for our decks that made the most top eights this week let us know on Twitter at PitPokeyPod and at ry for gaming what your favorite Thanksgiving food is. And now, on to the ever-shifting meta. Starting off, we have Umbreon Urshifu taking 14.78% of the meta. It was up by 5.6% of the meta from last week. With a 51% overall win percentage this week, it was up by 0.6%. Great job, Umbreon Urshifu, staying strong and being more popular. Next is Mew Genesect. With 12.5% meta share this week, it was up by 8.3%. But as the cookie crumbles, the overall win percent this week was 53.6%. Now that doesn't sound bad, but it was down by 8.5% last week. Still performing strong, Mew Genesect keeping it strong. Next, Leafeon and Teleon with 5.72%, down by 1.09% of the meta from last week, with a 51.47% overall win percent this week. That is down from last week by 1.19%. Next, Suicune Ludicolo with a 5.65% meta share, up from last week by 1.7%, with a overall win percentage of 55.5%, is up by 3.72% of last week. Last is Inteleon Inteleon with 5.5% of the meta. It is up in play from last week by 3.35% with an overall win percentage of 4.66%. 
and that is up from last week at by 1.47%. Inteleon, Inteleon, staying strong. Those are some crazy meta changes this week. That's what happens when you go between having evolving sky, having half of it just evolving skies, and partially, and one or two tournaments with just Mew Genesect running a, running amok. Uh, so I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes in Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday locals. This week was a tie between Devin and Professor Steve, with Devin rocking Single Strike Gengar and Professor Steve rolling Mew Genesect. And now it's time for the wins of the week. Starting off the decks that won a single tournament this week, those being Suicune Inteleon, Leafeon Inteleon, Jolteon Inteleon, Single Strike Gengar, Ice Rider Inteleon, and Victini. We had three decks win two tournaments this week, those decks being New Genesect, Suicune Ludicolo, and Zacian. And one deck won three tournaments this week, that being Umbreon Urshifu. And that does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. Be sure to join in the roundtable discussions on the Discord every Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST for the most thought-provoking discussions and the best debates. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. And with that, we have some news to talk about. Yes, it's time to get into the news, which we don't have a lot of. No, there is not a lot, but there there is one I think that we're kind of excited about. So we'll save that one for last. Yep. Um, so let's go. If their ads would stop popping up here. Um, there is another article with two new gloves. And actually, to be honest with you, none of the gloves has done anything. And I don't think these will do anything. So all we're going to do is saying there are some new gloves that we can play um, as trainer cards. But let's move on because they do not interest me i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the gloves as a whole mm -hmm. um like the idea of them is neat because you can hit your basically you're taking your resistance away from your opponent um for 30 extra damage on what you want to hit but slotting those in like there's not a deck that hurt like there's not a deck out there that is hurting for 30 extra damage against one single type that bad that you want to run gloves exactly and that's that's, a, that's just the problem with that type of card yeah yeah it, it's there um but it, again these are just taking up a lot of room <laughs> uh yeah. in, in the bowl or in the in the binder uh so we, you know, we'll move on from there they, they, they might make some cool collection piece where you have a page of all the gloves mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all my gloves <laughs> All right, so from moving to gloves to friends, let's move on to the new article um, here that has a new trader card. Well, it's not really a new trainer card. It's a new name, but it's the same um, effect as all your rivals in the, in the past for every generation of Pokemon you've played. And this is basically Hop. Um, it's a draw three cards. Here but no. it's, it, it was a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, although this is probably the best looking one of them all because it has... Uh, it has Marnie, Bead, it has Hop, and then it has the two main characters from Sword and Shield, the male and female version. Um, so it's a pretty cool-looking card, to be honest with you. Um, and then I think there was a full art version of it somewhere down the line. I didn't. I don't remember exactly if that if I'm correct in saying that. Um, but, but still, a pretty awesome-looking card. It'll be one of the new favorite card to slide in everyone's new deck 
that you <laughs> when they come to a tournament you tell them okay that's cool but you're really going to want to play research instead <laughs> exactly <laughs> Hey, I I can see you playing this a lot because there's a Marnie in there. Wow, just play Marnie. <laughs> yeah, just play Marnie. <laughs> exactly. All right, All so right. let's go into that last one. Uh, talking about more cards that got reworked. Um, if you want to take this one away, um, they just released two more character rares, um, and we have Rock Rough and Bolton V. So. Um, Rock Rough is the single prize, single, the single prize, single strike version of Rock Rough. Um, uh, he's got a pretty cool art um, mm -hmm. in that full the the full art look with the character coming out or something. There, <laughs> it's pretty cool looking. <laughs> uh, and then Bolton V gets it's what they call like this the ultra character rare because yeah. it's the V and he's full art doing his best boy pose and i can't remember her name in the background sonia <laughs> sonia is in the background i should know that how did you not remember that. sonia <laughs> i don't i don't know but um, sonia's in the background it's a great looking card um especially if you like playing best boy yep and the thing to note about this best boy it is the v version um so it does have the good attacks and the good acceleration so this yes, is definitely like a card. Yeah, this is a definitely a card to throw into any electric deck uh, in the future that you're going to use Bolton for. So I'm excited, excited, excited for this card. So now, when you play your Bolton deck, you can run this one. You can run Shiny Bolton, Full Art Bolton, and Regular Bolton. Yep. Or different yep. And then, then you can play some Yampers and some single prize <laughs> Boltons and then just have all the doggos. <laughs> yeah, all the doggos in one deck. That's probably... That's probably won't be good but no it probably won't be good but it could look nice yes if you're gonna go down you're gonna go down with uh <laughs> with some style yeah. um so last thing as far as news and i guess you don't necessarily say this is going to be news but um the latter restart after last episode and we've got crobat v on the first two rungs of the ladder i'm sure most people have already claimed those but um, again, with having that delay on PTCGL, they probably had to throw some stuff out there. And these are some really usable cards, especially for people that are newer in the game. And we know a few in our local area. Um, so super awesome that Pokemon's making these uh, staples easy to get online as well as uh, real life. It's definitely a good set of staples to throw in when you know you're on your swan song of days. Mm -hmm. um for people that are going to carry them over yeah so um for people who are just starting to get in they can grab a couple of crobats real quick by completing that ladder and then not have to craft four or you know two yeah they can it, have the two they need to build most decks unless someone wants to really try and build a turn and right. where was this like i don't know eight nine months ago when you were when you were just well, desperately I mean, darkness, trying to pull <laughs> darkness ablaze is like a year ago now so now it's like ah we can all just give the crowbats away so exactly it's 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 there um <laughs> so that's very cool that pokemon's made it easy to get crowbats so you didn't see crowbats price inflate like we did to dene back in the day yeah he's definitely they've definitely crushed his ptcgo price oh so. yeah with all the different versions of him uh yeah i can't agree more all right um 
That's yeah. it for the news, right? Yeah, that is it for the news. Um, let's let's yeah, get so, to our main thing. Yeah. Um, so, so this week was a little light. Uh, not a lot of news. Not a lot. I mean, there were tournaments going on. Um, and of course, we'll get that in the Churchwig talk, where we already did. Um, but this is a holiday week. It's Thanksgiving week. So by the time this episode comes out, there'll be the day before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. I thought it would be really cool if um, uh, we both kind of said a couple things that we're thankful for in the Pokemon uh, community um, or just in the Pokemon game in general since we've started this podcast um, and then kind of go from there. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, hopefully get you in the mood for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. feast on your way. Maybe you're listening to us on the way to the parents house for dinner or mm-hmm. friends house for friends giving whatever uh just get you in the mood for some thankfulness for Pokemon sure style that's right so uh, there are some things i want to talk about but i think we can both uh we're both thankful just for the community in general and i want to throw a couple locals out and some people also that are just friends of the podcast since we've started this um so first and foremost I, i'm thankful for you you chuck and ryan um you guys are awesome uh, partners uh, in this podcasting, uh, you know, gig here. I'm also thankful for Nick, the Duke of Hobbies, um, helping me start this and just the friendship we've had uh, for the, throughout the years. So uh, the three of you guys are like my rock. Um, you guys are awesome. Uh, but beyond that, uh, some friends that I didn't have before uh, Pokemon. Um, it is, let's start with the local meta we've got steve we got samantha devin adam joe uh we got tim and and many many more um locally that i, I probably forgot a couple people uh nate um, devin. and devin i said i think i said devin I um I'm either way i yeah you're trying to help there hey colton uh yes there's so many uh, and i i love and respect all of you guys and you guys um have definitely made the game much more enjoyable um you know learning it from being a noob all the way to where we are now um and just the friendships that we've created um from the beginning uh, till now um you guys are awesome and then i also wanted to spread the love to some community member members of ours that aren't actually local um first and foremost we got magumi from oregon we got sleepy dreepy we got zackless uh judge bunny uh, we got count the money um, and, and so many more people uh, to, to thank. But those those ones that I mentioned um, make it a point to be part of our local community here and and, and you know, friends with myself, and any kind of advice I have or questions I have for the game there. All of them are always there to answer questions and just talk Pokemon and, and beyond just having, you know, that friendship, too. So. Thank you, all of you guys, and sorry if I missed somebody. I know I've probably missed somebody, um, but you guys are all awesome, and I'm sure Chuck can second that. I am going to second a lot of what you just said because that is one of the biggest things I'm thankful for is just being a part, a person and a part of this community. Um, I, I'm thankful that I, I get to be on this cast with you, um, just being able to express express my opinions on Pokemon and just talk Pokemon and just it's been a whole it's every week it's a lot of fun it's I just I, I can't express the gratitude I feel just for being able to do it and I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for everyone who listens 
whoever comes back with any kind of feedback and anything like that. I'm super grateful to all of you guys out there. Um, and especially like seconding off you, the local community, um, because I like I'm newer to Pokemon less than two years into it. But uh, I mean, this is one of the most welcoming communities I've grown to be a part of. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't I can honestly say I've never been in a I've never been in a community that chants my name every time I walk into the door. <laughs> so we love you, man. You're awesome. Yeah, uh, that. I am oddly thankful for. Like, yeah, I know I when it. we first started doing that, you you really hated it. Um, yeah. But like I've I've noticed, come you you jumping into like going to our locals. You you come in sometimes, and you might have had a rough day or something. You have like that long face. We just start going chuck 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 chuck, and your face just brightens up. It's it that kind of stuff uh, is what communities are made of. Um, and I know I love it, and it, it's awesome to be a part of. And- that is one of the re- great reasons why I, I'm truly thankful for it because it does brighten my day up and it's just great to feel um, just kind of like wanted as part of the community. And, and just, a, I, I have a great set of people that I play Pokemon with that, you know, we all want each other around and have some fun with. Yeah. So I, I look forward to every time we have locals and I second all of those, th- all those names you said. And if we forgot anyone, I'm sorry, but you're still there. Exactly. Uh, one last thing I want to say about the community is when I started playing, uh, I was a little bit hesitant because I heard so many horror stories about TCG communities in general being toxic and and, and non-welcoming and everything from coming from X-Wing, um, you know, where it wasn't really a TCG, it was more a tabletop. Um, and that was a great community as well. Um but was very scared to come into this, but then, you know, was so excited or so thrilled that, you know, those opinions or stereotypes were completely wrong about the, the Pokemon community, um, you know, locally and, and online. There's, I've met so many awesome people across the world because of this game and everybody's welcoming. So um, whoever said that at least Pokemon TCG players are not welcoming, you were wrong. <laughs> there's no evidence to back that up at all for sure <laughs> in my in my opinion um yep. do you have anything else you're thankful for mm-hmm. yes go ahead Keep yeah, going. so this is this is not community wise it's just pokemon in general and that is that guy right there i know you can't see on the podcast <laughs> but my boy dragapult uh dragapult on the tcg on the vgc um love him uh, I don't know if you can say anything better about um, a Pokemon that attacks its enemies by shooting its children, launching its children at its enemies. Um, ghost type goes through walls. Great deck. Um, the baby version, the VMAX version. Um, it, it definitely went through a downturn, but I think Dragapult, at least at its heyday, I don't I think it's probably past its heyday, like its prime where it's like BDIF unquestionably. Um, but it was thought provoking. Um, I won my very first tournament with a Dragapult deck, but before it was ever like super super meta. Um, I just I, I just love that squinty eyed dragon, um, and it's two dreepies. Um, yeah, so it, it's definitely Dragapult. I I couldn't imagine you picking any other Pokemon to be thankful for. 
Um, I have too many Pokemon to thank. I don't. I don't. Even, like, I can't think of a one Pokemon to thank because there's just too many. I like playing too many different things. Oh, I'm the same um, way. But but there's always a special uh, place in my heart for that one. Um, I don't even know what it does yet. But Pokemon, I'm thankful for you printing Whimsicott V Star eventually <laughs> because I need a Whimsicott deck and I need it bad. No, you don't need that Whimsicott gx shenanigans get that out of here I was, i'm thankful that that deck has rotated thank you pokemon for letting I, that rotate uh i can't many years down the line i'll be like i'll be like saying uh whimsicott gx frustrating jake since 2020 <laughs> it's true i'll oh, still be playing man. i got my four copies they're never going anywhere i'm just gonna pull steve and i'm like hey can i see that in a rip <laughs> no yep so yeah that, that's that, yeah I mean, there's so much i'm thankful for but like i said community dragapult um you know some of the i guess there's there's some cards maybe is there a card that you're thankful for it doesn't have to be standard just a card i mean you're putting me i i'm really on the spot of trying okay to... I, i'll pick one then another Go card ahead. um and that's picarom just the whole archetype every card that made that that deck work uh, I'm thankful for Picaram again. Uh, I'm an aggressive player. It's helped me. Um, it helped me get into two players' cups, top two fifty six, and you know, just love the 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 Tapu Koko, uh, the Thunder Mountain, the Bolt Hunt, like we already talked about, Bolt Hunt Raichu Raichu, uh, Speed Lightning Energy. Um, what else am I missing? The 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 Electro Powers, uh, Zera Aura. <laughs> All you, all you electric type, uh, I love that deck and every version of it. Um, thank you. All right. I'm thankful that Al Creamy VMAX was made. There we go. I, I was waiting for you to say to call out the Al Creamy's. Yeah, and it was playable. Um, I, I just love – I love the – before before Shadow Rider even came out, I loved that archetype of trying to swing – for oko damage on every single attack so thank you uh, thank you al creamy and thank you latios and latios gx for yep. enabling that deck because once you rotate it it went <laughs> it went away very very fast yeah for sure but no that's a good uh, a good pick um al creamy um, I'm not sure if most people know this, but you, you know, like you said, you you try to you've been trying to make that deck work since before Shadow Rider, so much so that you know, a lot of our locals were getting annoyed at at your your cake love, and we did have a video out there on our, like one of our only TikTok videos on our <laughs> our thing uh, with our local Devin ripping up <laughs> now creamy uh, shiny right in front of your face, um, and <laughs> just the fa look on your face of why was great <laughs> i i still can't ever i don't understand the joy that people get from ripping <laughs> cards but it is there they do they do you like do you guys sure. that like to rip cards <laughs> yeah for sure no it, it, uh, it's kind of funny though yeah i mean there's that's probably the one deck i've loved playing as much as you've liked playing picarom um and it was never like something that was to the excellence that Picaram was um is just 
it was like a weird Rube Goldberg machine that once you like if you got the ball rolling, it was like unstoppable. And mm-hmm. um, I liked trying to figure that out. Um, I tend to like decks that have weird gold ruled gold, weird machine or mechanics that make it work and maybe they lose a lot. Um, that's probably why I was a big fan of the hat ladies as well. So yeah. hat ladies. <laughs> All right, so you want to get um, on to the, the next uh, segment of the yeah. podcast? Yeah. Um, right. Since we're thankful for our community, we um, decided to try and ask answer some of their hard-pressing questions this week. Yep. Again, so it was a, a shorter week, so we did reach out to our awesome community on Discord, um, and it had them you know, ask a few questions um, so we can answer here on the cast. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, say every single person um, while we're asking the questions, but thank you um, to Ryan, to Nate, uh, to Sleepy Dreepy, to Tim, uh, to Gumi Gumi, and Duke Hobbies uh, for asking all these questions in advance. Yeah, they've all got a couple questions in there. So we just thank you now. And then we're just going to randomize up some questions and ask them as we go. Yep. All right, so I'm going to ask the first one because I know you have a hot take on this coming up. Okay, question number one. Why is Charizard the king of sales even though he is rarely playable in the game? So my biggest answer to why he's the king of sales is because he's one of the original three. Like, uh, And, well, he's the big boy of the original three and he's a dragon of i mean yeah he's the second wrong. he's the second most popular pokemon second to pikachu yeah. um but like you said he's a dragon yeah he's the dragon um and pikachu like he's the top of he's the king of sales cuz pikachu wasn't necessarily rare in the game like the card game yeah so everyone had pikachus but Charizards were. So that's the only reason why I can say he's probably king of sales is why he's worth more than everything else. Because Pikachu's probably got some cards that are up there with Charizard now. Yeah. But he's the OG. He is the OG. Um, as far as his playability in the game, um, there's been a couple versions that have been playable. Um, I don't, at least to my knowledge, none of them have been like meta-defining, like A-tier or S-tier um, versions. Um, but typically, his energy cost for attack um, is just his energy cost is too great. Now he always usually has an attack that is close to one shotting in any particular meta, uh, but it's always just been a little too awkward to get him to the number he needed to get to. Yeah, it was his always his energy output is usually like one more than what you would want it to be, and then it's not worth the squeeze. Mm-hmm. And I I don't. I'm not applauding Pokemon for doing that. I'm not criticizing Pokemon for doing that because making Charizard an extremely playable card, especially things like Charizard VMAX, where everyone's going to make, like, he's going to be like a tier one deck. That's mm-hmm. going to make that card. I mean, we're, he's like the only regular VMAX that's probably a still a $100 VMAX, like, or $80 VMAX at the moment. Like, yeah. no one wants to buy an $80 card just to play a deck. So, but Pokemon knows people collect. 
Pokemon, Pokemon knows people love collecting Charizard, so all they had to do is make a cool art looking one, maybe give it a semi useful ability, and then people might try and make it work. But I mean, yeah. they get away with it now. They are, I, 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 now that was been the mold. I'm pretty sure they took that mold, threw it out the window with, exactly. Charizard, with Charizard V Star. One can kind of hope at least. <laughs> I think that sucker is going to be super playable and. I mean, hot, super hot take, maybe tier one, because that 230 for three energy is going to be really easy to get to and do repetitively. Exactly. Especially when there's a lot of decks that are probably gearing towards getting those three prize Pokemon out there. So you're, you're one-shotting a lot of the, you know, suppose of, um, you know, uh, meta Pokemon in in the meta that at that time, at least forecasting in, in the future. Yeah. And, and, he has a VMAX killer V-Star ability. Like, mm-hmm. that'll be incredibly handy if you, I mean, he has two, he has two hit HP, so he's not necessarily one-shottable per se. There, there, there are things that will be able to one-shot it, but depending on the time, then it might not be. Um, so we'll see, but I think he's going to be readily put into a deck because that 230 for three is not a bad number and or energy cost. So no, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of potential for this Charizard and some of the, the love that fire is going to get at least that have been revealed, um, you know, in the next set. So yeah, the sky's the limit. And just a side tangent that I just thought of in the middle of this, as you were talking about uh, Charizard, um, this is why you love uh, the, 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 the shiny stars because it's probably going to bring Eternatus back to relevance, <laughs> being able to <laughs> knock these guys out. Yeah. Um, so well, I, hot take on that too, because I realized two eighties, like the number mm-hmm. um, that most like HP is capping at, like we, the highest we've seen so far. Um, and um, I see a lot of two forties on cards, maybe two fifty in the terms of Ice Rider. I think Leon's going to get very popular. Oh yeah. As Zigzagoon Pings will maybe get popular too, yeah. or you know, you still you have plenty of damage uh, fixers or modifiers. Um, so yeah, get, uh, Leon yeah. is a good call, I think. All right, next question. Next Moving question. Question number two. In um, your opinion, so I guess I guess this is both of us. Uh, so in our opinion, um, how do you feel that Fusion Strike has affected the meta? Um, I think. Personally, it's done. I don't know what he, I don't know how like to say how it affected. I think it did a great effect. It added a new good tier one two deck to the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't shake it up. I mean, I don't think anyone said this. This was going to blow up the meta like maybe Evolving Skies did. Yeah, but I don't yeah. like. I don't think we needed that. I think one one nice new archetype is pretty cool. Um, It'll, it might throw a twist on the meta in itself, um, being as how good it is. So mm-hmm. I, I am okay. Like I think it's affected it well. Um, I like the shakeup because I think there's still more room to grow with what we currently have out. Yeah, I don't think it's a solved format by any means. Um, but the Mew deck, um, very solid deck, but not so oppressive to everything else that it's you know shutting the door off uh, you know to any other archetype 
Um, Gengar still remains to be seen. There's some arguments to have the single stripe Gengar out there, um, but really kind of just is a compliment as, or, you know, uh, either, or is, you know, the single strike box. So I don't think it completely shook up the meta there. Um, Inteleon, uh, the, you know, the new ping one, tanky, um, still hasn't really found its solid footing yet. Uh, I still think there's a lot of potential there. Um, but again, didn't completely shake up the meta or bust it wide open. Um, and then there is that single prize deck, the Obstagoon, which is still pretty good. It's really, really fun. Um, it has some pretty decent matchups, but by no means is it like S tier meta defining. Um, but it does give, you know, a fun little wrinkle to, you know, what we've been playing recently. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it brought a solid tier one deck, like I said, to the meta, and then brought two good counters to that deck in mm -hmm. itself in the Obstagoon. I mean, Gengar by itself can be a deck that can counter it. I don't know if that's the right way to play it, but it, it can be. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I wouldn't say it's probably going to win best set of the year, but it wasn't Vivid Voltage. <laughs> For sure. And some people were predicting Vivid Voltage. All right, so let's move on, I guess, to the next question. Um, so this is kind of in the same vein of the Fusion Strike. Um, so what is your favorite deck to play since Fusion Strike has released? Um, I'll, my quick answer is Mew. I do actually generally enjoy playing Mew. It is mm -hmm. uh, fun. I'm still trying to gather up all the cards so that I can continue playing it after proxying time is over. Uh, but it is it is fun yeah i've only played against it um and it seems like a really fun deck i still haven't got it um because I, like i said i haven't i didn't buy um booster boxes or any any cards here so i was just waiting to see if the price can go down um but seeing you guys play it irl with proxies and then also playing against it a few times on ptcgo it seems like a really fun deck um a lot of moving parts and i like decks with moving parts um, um but consistent moving parts so it does seem like it's pretty fun there um but my deck um that i've been playing a lot of and been enjoying a lot um is the baby obstagoon uh, <laughs> it has some really good matchups um and not a lot of just like auto lose matchups even like spread decks it could be pretty pretty good because it's two shotting a lot of things and a lot of times it's just out of range of that of killing you know of of two shotting something with the pings it has to kind of um it has to actually hit it the active and do the pings so a lot of times it can it, it could survive um some spread damage um and and hitting psychic for weakness is pretty good um just basically okoing most any psychic deck right now and right before we played on the cast i played against three dragapults in a row with it and set up consistently and fast enough and and just beat them all pretty handily um so pretty fun deck um if you're you gonna like try out that, a yeah <laughs> you like seeing that purple eye across the table when you start and it's kind of weird for me because I am generally a psychic lover. I like psychic decks. I like psychic Pokemon in the video game. Um, Dragapult again, like I said. Um, but yeah, when you see those matchups, um, even the new Mew is a pretty good matchup for this. Um, 
but I want a, a little another side tangent here is I did this last week uh, try to make it a little different from the standard version that I've been playing online, Jake Gearhart's version that he originally threw out there. And I was like, mm, okay, let's try to put the the, the girl, glaring wheezings out there because it's a one uh, one energy attacker as well. Thought maybe the one energy kind of synergized with it having ability blocks um, to give yourself time to set up might be good. Um, don't do that. That's complete garbage. Don't at, make, mix those two. Um, Obstagoon sets up fine on its own. It doesn't need to buy turns with wheezing. Okay, duly <laughs> noted. That's funny. Yeah, no. Uh, it, it, I mean, even I've, at that, I still. It. Yeah, even at that, I still almost uh, went three one with it. I just, I, <laughs> it, it's, it's a good deck. I mean, I would. I'm one to. I've been saying you put Weezings in deck because it it just turns off Intellions, and there's so many of them. So you just watch your opponent gets get frustrated that they can't do anything that they need to do because they can't use their abilities. So. I mean, it is a funny deck, and I like it with Sableye, but uh, uh, the the just is just better um, yeah. on its own, at least. All right, let's go. Well, we have. I'm going to skip a question because we had personal thoughts on Mew Genesec. I think we kind of like covered that a little mm -hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to say it, it's fun. Genesec makes the deck hum. Um, yeah. The, the linchpin. And uh, but I think it's perfectly balanced with the fact that the dark weakness and everything runs through Mew. So like that Mew weakness kind of really hurts you because you don't attacking with Genesec is not any kind of game plan in the deck. So when you have that weakness matchup, it gets really tricky for Mew players. So uh, that's why I like the deck as it is, and it's nice and balanced in it. But it's still can purr and run like a nice yeah. oil machine so yeah and it does give you um a backup attacker or a different weakness if you had to get to it um but yeah that's not definitely not the game plan you you really want um to go in even if you're also sparkling to it and putting energy you're still a turn behind because it's that yeah. three energy attack um but still a, a deck that you know or a, a card um, that makes that that archetype hum um and i just can't wait to uh get all the cards so i do have two genesis in real life just still trying to get those muse yeah it's, i'm i'm down a couple muse and genesis just need to collect those up yep all right i want to move on to the next question um we have do you collect in real life and if so what do you collect and why okay I, i'll i'll start off i guess um, as many of you guys know that I, I'm not a huge collector. I'm more of a competitive player. Um, but the one card I would collect, and again, I guess it wouldn't be, you know, that much of a shock to anybody is Dragapult. Um, any kind of Dragapult cards or memorabilia. I have, uh, a Japanese, uh, notebook, the Dragapult there. Uh, I have the plushie, have the pins, have the cards, all the cards going to get, you know, every version of that card, hopefully, um, get those graded and all that fun jazz. Um, Dragapult, just that that is the Pokemon um, I love. And it, it, we kind of came into the game at the same time. Uh, so it's another reason I love that card and all of the collectibles with Dragapult. Yeah. Um, for me, 
I don't really collect anything specific. I like Pokemon stuff. I mean, you can't see it. I have a cool Eevee poster behind me. I enjoy, I like Eevee products and things like that. I would collect them, but I don't necessarily collect other collectibles outside of the mm -hmm. card game. I have certain things that I do collect inside of the card game. That's not like, I'm not a collector. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want the, all the alt arts or the secret rares or things like that. I have my complete, I'm, I have a few Pokemon that I'm trying to get every card they ever made for it. One of them obviously being Whimsicott. Mm -hmm. um, I also have every, Al, Al, Al Creamy is the newer Pokemon. I have all the prints of her at the moment. That's another one that I'm going to keep going. Uh, and then I enjoy Mawile, even though um, not like recently she got a lot of like hate because of her captivating wink card. Oh, I, hate I understand card so much <laughs> because that card is frustrating, but I just generally like the idea of that Pokemon with the, the hair of the Pokemon being a gigantic jaw. Yeah. Um, of like that looks mean. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that's why I generally that's another one I'm going to go back um, and Mawile is probably the oldest of the three um, that I have to go back and try and get all of those as well just one of everything that's been printed um, those are my collections I yeah. lied I have one more I collect all of the crochet cards I don't know if the crochet yeah. um, just I don't I know what it is that. about yeah. I don't like I don't those. I, those I are my bulk. funny. They are all just crocheted. I give I give that artist props on talent to be able to create cool looking Pokemon cards with crochet, and I just wanted to collect them. Yeah, and I kind of like too. I guess I have one other thing I semi collect, and that is any kind of gold card that you can get in the game. Uh, I just love <laughs> the gold cards, stadiums, energies, Pokemon trainers, all of it. I just want gold. Uh, love the gold. I, I guess there's no gold trainers, um, but or supporters. Uh, but if I can get my hands on some gold cards, I, I love it. Yeah, I mean, I like golds too, but I, I that's I can't say that I collect them. I just try and bling out my decks as much as I can, so that they look cool. But. Yeah. Okay, so we have one that's kind of funny, and this one shouldn't take too long. Uh, not Pokemon related at all. Um, what is your favorite drink choice? And it says it does not have to be alcoholic because they are preface it saying it doesn't have to be. I'm going to say, what is your favorite non-alcoholic and what is your favorite alcoholic drink? Uh, okay. The best non-alcoholic drink is Stewart's uh, orange cream soda, orange and cream soda. Mm -hmm. it's delicious. Best, best soda on, on earth. Mm -hmm. um, and then my alcoholic drink um if i'm gonna drink it's probably just gonna be a beer yeah like any specific beers summer uh lining kugels summer candy okay okay cool well okay so for my favorite drink uh it would probably be it, this is really basic um but non-alcoholic it would be lemon propel I really just love lemon propel. I if I can only drink one thing of the rest of my life, it would be that. It's hard to find nowadays. It's it, the berry propel still all right, um, but it would be that lemon. It, it is super flavorful, and it just goes down so easy. Um, and then 
for my alcoholic drink, it would be the Kentucky bourbon barrel uh, beer, which is, it's really, really potent. I think it's like, I think it was like 10, 10% or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly how it's high for beer for beer, but yeah, like one to two beers, it will get you, you know, in a pretty good spot. <laughs> um, it's definitely not a chugging beer. It's, it's a it take, take slowly um, and enjoy. Um, but that would be my, my beer of choice. And I guess one little, little tidbit here, I guess, when we're talking about alcoholic, non-alcoholic, the best chaser drink to ever do if you're drinking hard alcohol uh, is is uh, brisk iced tea. You you drink that directly as a chaser, the harshness goes away. Okay. <laughs> I'll remember that one. So sorry for all the kids that had to endure alcohol talk. Um, don't <laughs> drink until you're 21. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, back to a Pokemon-related question. Um, we have you can you can only pick one of each start type starter from all the Pokemon games and put them in one game. Okay. Oh, so one of each of the eight generations of starters. Who do you make the three starters to make the choice as hard as possible? You know, it's thinking about hard. I was thinking about this and then I completely blanked on remembering the answers. Um I mean, are I have we trying three. to make it hardest possible on the audience to pick one of the three? Is that the, the get? Yeah. The... See, I have my three that I think, but I actually think it'll probably be an easy decision. Okay, but I well, could be wrong. You, you go first and I'll go second. Um, so my three are Rallet for Grass, mm -hmm. Squirtle for Water, and... See, I don't know. I don't want to say Charmander, but I'm going to go Cyndaquil for fire. Those would be the three that I think make it the hardest choice. That's but, basically the Legends of Arceus minus Squirtle, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't right, know. So I, 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 I feel would... like people would like to pick Rowlet, but then like I feel like people yeah. who like Rowlet also like Squirtle. And then I, I guess Charmander would probably make it harder because then yeah. I'm like, but I want Charmander. But then I feel like I'm picking two of the Cantos. So yeah, you can't you work. can't pick all those. So I think um, I was already leaning towards Charmander. So automatically means I can't pick Squirtle. Um, so what's a really cool? Um, I guess going back, I don't know how people love Piplup or not. Um, <laughs> Honestly, for me to make this as hard as possible, you just put Bulbasaur, Charizard, or Charmander. And yeah, I, honestly, Portal yeah. The three picks, uh, but we'll, we'll the go, we're gonna go Charmander, Turtwig, and Totodile, right? Would that make it hard? That, that'd be three. That would be hard. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I, I would be interested to think of or to see everybody's thought process on there. Um, yeah. to make it the hardest and you obviously i think you can't have multiples from one uh one specific generation uh but no, no that was a pretty interesting question for sure yeah let us know on twitter what you think what you think would be the three hardest to choose from yeah for sure at po pit pokey pod yeah <laughs> plugs all the plugs <laughs> all right so let's go on to the next one um thoughts on why ice rider suicune is being underplayed 
Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying this on the Twitterverse and on YouTube videos as well. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why it's being underplayed. I like the deck. I think it's great. Um, there's a reason why I took it to full grips 1K. Um, it hits. It, it hits hard enough. Um, I'm. I'm gonna put it up as it's just not as flashy as some of the other decks. Like it um, really. It really just wants the Melanie and repeat. Like yeah. Mostly. Okay, so I agree with everything you said there. Um, I think there are really good decks on every archetype, and I think some of those are, like you said, are flashier. Um, but I think the reason that Ice Rider Suicune is not seeing as much play is because there's another deck, it's Suicune Ludicolo. It's just more sexy of a deck. It has that one-shot potential. You're still getting the consistency in Suicune. Um, yes, you're, you're, they're having to go through three Suicunes probably, um, where is like the advantage of the ice rider version is making them take seven prizes. Um, but with is, or I guess as bulky as Suicune can be with the Cape of toughness, it's almost just as effective. Um, and it has that one shot ability. Um, and it's just as consistent. Um, and you, you're not necessarily relying on Melanie, um, like you are with ice rider necessarily. So, I think that is probably the number one reason is because its own archetype of water. It's not even the best of the water deck, I would say. I, I, I agree with you. It might be the reliance on Melanie in the deck that might people. Same reason why people didn't like playing welder decks. They don't hit the Melanie. They don't like the deck, you know, they don't hit the welder. Then they don't like the deck because it doesn't. <laughs> having to just attach each turn is not as fun i don't know i i think it's great i like playing it so i'm i'm a, i'm part of the people under trying to get it above underplayed no i i think it is a, a it's a fine deck it's, it's still a good deck i just don't know like or i just i just think it's getting out class by its own you know sweet load pillow yeah all right we got another one involving Intellions. Yep, Why yep. is the Intellion engine being played in literally every deck? Now even seen it in some Strangle Strike decks. I mean, I, we've talked about Intellion countless times. Uh, Shady Dealings, the most consistent card you can get uh, with all the Pokemon search with the Quick Balls, Level Balls, Evolution Incense, just top decking it, um, and then getting whatever card that you really need um to you know make your deck run um you're seeing it in lots of different archetypes uh, because the game is in a slow enough state where this is the fastest and most consistent way to get the pokemon cards out that you want um to have success with yeah i mean the engine is just everything you would want in a deck at the moment um, because it tops out at doing doing a great damage modifier at the top end of it, and then while you're trying to get it set up, I mean, there's nothing better than finding just having a map to the needle in the haystack. Mm -hmm. Like, you need a, you need a card. Let me go shady dealings to go get it, because yeah. it's it's just easier and it allows you to play certain things that are going to let you out of 
scenarios that you might not have been able to get out of if you just need to kind of like research for it. Yeah. Um, so it's literally just makes everything so consistent that even running it in something like a single strike deck just for giggles is that is it's still consistent. It just, you got to get what you need. That's all. Yep. You need any card, basically, um, you know, Pokemon, there's so many Pokemon search, um, you know, energy disruption, you got energy disruption that you can search for boss. You can search for stadiums, even energy itself, getting, you know, the energy, um, you know, the trainers. Yeah. It um, essentially gets you whatever you want in your deck because there is a trainer to for whatever for need that you have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, you don't have to spit it up with the professor's research. So um, yeah, Shady Dealings just busted right now. Yep. All right. All right. Next Ooh, one. Got, I, I think you're going to like one. this one. Yes. Um, it's, we got Where Do Baby Pokemon? Come? I was actually going to skip that one. Baby Pokemon. <laughs> well, no, I, it's real easy to answer. Yeah, they hatch from eggs. 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 Uh, yeah, they hatch from eggs. That wasn't hard at all. No. <laughs> okay, moving on. I think <laughs> this one. On. I think you'll like this one. This is kind of what we've already talked about a little bit. Um, is Rayquaza finally rising in the rankings? Um, um, and then there was a the Atlas um, Turtwig Den series challenge eight. There was a Rayquaza that finished uh, five and two, um, did rather well. Um, so it, are we seeing Rayquaza um, finally starting to get a little bit more? Um, you know, or success, I guess. It is. All right. There's two things that are helping it a little bit more um, because Dragapult is kind of coming down and Dragapult was a very popular path deck. Mm -hmm. So in essence, you're seeing less path to the peaks out there. Um, so less path means more time for you to uh, Azure pulse for what you want. Um, and even in saying that, um, in coming up with Mew Genesec, people had came up with the peony idea so that you just go get your stadium at the beginning of your turn, and then you draw a bunch of cards. In essence, you can run that same idea in Rayquaza um, because you just, rather than Genesecing three, like four for six, and then two, and then one, or whatever, you just Azure Pulse your way through your deck because yeah. you've gotten the stadium to go get it. And you can even um, couple that with, like, if you need a pulse for six, like Genesec can do, in Rayquaza, you simply just, you go get Rose Tower and a Quick Ball, mm -hmm. play Rose Tower, you draw two cards from Rose Tower, and you Quick Ball one away. And then, hopefully, the other card's playable. That Quick Ball is for a Crobat. You have six new cards. Then you yeah, Azure, yeah. And then you can Azure Pulse as you go. You so you it basically enables you to be able to go through your deck like Rayquaza wants to. Generally, though, what I've it, I've because I've still been playing a lot, I still think Rayquaza has great potential. Generally, though, the main problem is right now is getting to that four energy to take out the one shot because you are most likely still playing from that one shot when you don't hit that, depending on the situation. Um, it can be a feels bad. That's all. Mm -hmm. So uh, you what can I'm play around doing a two shot, you can play around it, mm -hmm. but um, people can do a lot of damage now. So that no weakness Rayquaza has is not necessarily like as much as a safeguard. And you really can't 
play a Cheryl like a Duraludon does. Yeah. So what you're what I'm gathering from what you're saying is the consistency with Peony has made the deck it's made the deck more consistent, but you're still struggling to get to that one shot um, zone consistently. Yes. The the consistency factor is no longer been like, can I can my deck play? Yeah. It's more about what the original problem we thought Rayquaza might be was how consistent can you one shot? Yeah. I mean, so it's not as bad of a play as it was uh, it once was. And then kind of just going back to your Dragapult, seeing less play, uh, especially in this tournament, uh, that since I'm looking at it, uh, the tournament that it did well in, um, Dragapult only had three three instances of play. Um, lots of other decks right now, um, way more popular than Dragapult. Um, so yeah, if, if you were to play a deck that, you know, there's not a lot of decks that play Path to the Peak generally. Um, that, you know, there still are a few. Um, but that was the number one culprit. So if you're going to play a deck that relies on abilities, I think right now is a pretty good time for it. Yeah. I mean, it was the one that deck that played that was like maxing four mm -hmm. and or, or wanting to max four. I just, I, I'm seeing a lot less path counts out there because people are getting, finding ways around it. So it's yeah. not as, it's not as a clutch cancelization now yeah for sure all right moving on all right we got um is there a sleeper control deck out there in fusion strike or will it become strong with brilliant star in the next set so i i don't know until i see one out there having a lot of success um i don't think there is a strong um presence of a of a control deck out there will it come out with brilliant stars maybe but we keep saying that about every set <laughs> will control come back will control come back and consistently we've not seen control i mean there are really good control players out there but in general you're not seeing a lot of success without with all these online tournaments obviously irl haven't come back yet um yet to be seen uh for now i'm gonna say um no uh, and then I'm going to continue to say no until I've been proven wrong. Um, I'm going to say no as well, uh, just because I don't think the control cards are out there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've seen some cards like uh, Smurgle or I think it was a Smurgle or some other things that like the recurring cards that like control yeah. decks like to have um, are out there. But I just don't see how a control player will control you at the moment because there's no real good hand lock cards with like, like chip chip ice axe is gone jesse and james is gone things that are going to just like kind of discard your hand and not let you um play yeah basically control you um so those cards just aren't there so i just don't know what i think wheezing is basically your generally your closest thing to control at the moment Mm -hmm. um, where they're just gonna be like all right you can't do what you want to do and then but all the decks are still gonna slide like still smoothly quick quickly take prizes there's no stalling out yeah and that's more of a stall out to get your 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 energy or your your pings out there to get your your sable eye out and smacking um so that's not necessarily a um control deck it's more of like a yeah. stall and, and, and get you 
you know, smack when it has the opportunity kind of a deck. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a control deck either, but that's the close. I feel like that's the closest thing you're. I would get tend to agree with you on that for sure. I could be completely wrong because I'm not a. I, I've, I tried wrapping my hand a lot, wrapping my hand around the Excadrill handlock, and I just couldn't figure it out until it was too close to rotation, and I just stopped because it was yeah. gonna, all it was going to rotate. But um, I just don't see those types of cards that really control your 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 opponent's ability to play out there that you can control like we have in the past. Yeah. Another deck that was, that's kind of seen slight niche use and it's not control per se, um, but you're kind of controlling your opponent's decisions in a negative way, I guess, is the Dractazult. If you play it correctly, we've mm-hmm. talked about it where it's like, okay, you, you get the, those damage counters um, from getting attacked. Uh, and then you can kind of set up board states that way and then heal um so you're making your your opponent decide are they going to attack you or not um in most cases you know it's bad not to attack Uh, but again that's not really a control deck that's more of a just a stall and make your your opponent play like a different kind of uh, or play differently than they want to yeah okay so let's jump into the next question um should live introduce uh players to older sets uh, or older play sets. Uh, and I'm assuming that we're talking about expanded. Uh, and I think they should, but I think it's going to take a minute because they, they're always pretty much right now focusing on standard uh, currently, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're prioritizing. I mean, they're going so far back at the moment, uh, just not all the way back for expanded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's not there yet, but they will go back to complete expanded. Um, I mean, it may introduce a lot of players to some older sets that all the new players that live would bring in. Yeah, um, and I think that's where the question was heading because it says uh, this could be achieved easier um, with the depth of the trading. So if you're able to easily access cards like Tropical Beach, um or, or or any card that was you know uh, computer search or any any ASAC yeah. card well, um, I'll, I'll be honest i'm more likely to build an expanded deck on once live launches than i am right now i just don't feel like spending the resources to try and get oh yeah if you don't have the cards um in expanded uh, th- i think live will definitely open eyes to expanded or other um gameplay mechanics uh, the, you know of the past um I'm having a lot of fun with expanded too. Still, uh, we, like I said, a couple of weeks back, playing a lot of Pika Rom. Um, so you know, getting more people into that kind of game plan, especially going back to IRL next season, um, where it, if it goes back to what it used to be, expanded is a, a very heavily influenced uh, you know meta to get CP. Um, so you know, being able to get those cards to play online to get practice and reps in. Um, going into those IRL events that are expanded um, is only a good thing. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we only have one more question. Mm-hmm. Um, should the Pokemon trading card game have more formats, hybrids of expanded, a popper, a no multi prize, etc.? Um, you want to answer? You want to go first? Since I, I mean, asked the question. I mean, they they should. I mean, I think a lot of these, um, these far, as far as like community run events are pretty easy just to, to not have to worry about like Pokemon actually doing like your 
limiting you to like one prizers um, or anything like that. Uh, I know, you know, Andrew Mahone is a huge influence to the Pokemon game. And I know Pokemon has taken interest into this whole uh, gym leader challenge. So I could see them potentially trying to pick up a gym leader challenge um, and throw it into PTCG live, um, you know, limiting, you know, all of your, you know, cards that you, your Pokemon on one, one per. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to the previous question, making it more attainable for players to, or achievable for players to attain these old cards. Um, so if, if it becomes easy to get old cards, I can see them doing this um, with more ease, I guess. Um, I have a little bit of a different look outlook on that. Like, I just don't, I don't think Pokemon are going to worry about other formats. I think they're probably going to concern themselves with standard and making more cards for you to buy. And then, um, and expanded because, and that's going to be for the journeyman people out there. Like, uh, standard is going to be for all the new people. And then once you've been in standard play long enough that expanded is still playable for you you'll play in expanded as well like mm-hmm. um i don't see them <clears throat> like it I, I find like single prize formats uh more of a community thing like i just don't i, agree. I don't think uh there's nothing that pokemon can really do um i don't see the point of them trying to release a product that's like hey Here's my single prize theme deck. I mean, that's basically what theme decks were. Yeah. Here's my single, here's my single prize deck. Gym leader challenge is is a very close one. Like I, that one would be maybe you throw it in into like if it's uber popular enough, maybe you throw it into live as a playable like deck building archetype that you can play. But even then, that might be a stretch. Um because there might be a whole online sphere of they don't even know what this format is because they're just playing the game on their mobile phone. Yeah. Um, so it's really just more of a, they're only going to focus on what is actually com- competitive in their organized play. I think um, that the only one that may get picked up is gym leader challenge, but at the same time you can't, it, it's going to be anything that requires older cards. It's just going to be hard to pick up because Pokemon doesn't re, no nothing reprints older cards. And I don't think Pokemon wants to rely on for like bring out new formats that rely on you going to a secondary market to buy them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's brings up the rumor mill. Well, one on online, they can make those cards accessible pretty easily. Um, the, the physical, online, it the phys- because yeah, the physical copies, it. yeah, but the physical copies, um, I've heard rumblings of them making like a, t- a trainer's toolkit expanded. Um, again, we'll see how you know, legitimate that is. Um, it would be nice. I would love that. Uh, but until I see it or the, or the news that it's coming out, I, I don't intend, or I don't think that that's going to, you know, be a thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, at the same time, they would be angering a lot of people and making a lot of people happy yeah because anyone who has like a specs that are like worth money um they're gonna be mad because they're not worth money now that's now is that a question that pokemon really needs to ask itself is whether their cards need to be worth money i'm sure they do 
but I mean, I older mean, cards like hard... older playable cards, they don't care about. It's the collector's cards. So yeah, like, if that's you have I mean. an A spec, um, you know, computer search, it, it's it's only worth a certain amount to a competitive player. But you're never gonna get that like six hundred dollar Charizard or anything like yeah. that. So I don't think Pokemon cares um, when it comes to the A specs or any like playable old card. Yeah, well, that's my point. Like, is there is there even like do they even ask themselves that question whether it's worth doing or not so yeah we'll see it, it remains to be seen but i want to you know again i'm thankful for our community um super awesome everybody um that is part of it everybody that you know even the people that don't speak up and just kind of listen or hang out at our um you know any of our events are are what is it the 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 round our table? wednesday round table yep um those are super fun um and everybody that goes there so thank you everybody again uh for the questions for today and just your listenership and your friendship um yeah but that's going to do it for the questions yeah we're out of questions and we're out of stuff to talk about so uh um, that we are i i will second jake saying thank you to all of our listeners um for just being there to listen and i will end it in saying um have a wonderful thanksgiving and a good holiday and i'm out what do you have anything jake nope if you guys want to get a hold of us uh we got pit pokey pod on twitter you got myself at panux one you got chuck at watch whimsy and ryan for ry for gaming and i guess right before we leave if you guys are thankful for anything in pokemon add us on twitter Thank you again, and see you next time. (laughs) I'll make sure I leave that in there.